Hello, and thanks for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss. Today, we're going to be speaking with filmmaker Jennifer Sharp, who just released a new movie, a new documentary that highlights vaccine-injured patients. She shares multiple segments from the 12-hour Senate testimony that happened this past year in 2022 with world-renowned doctors and real interviews with vaccine-injured people. We're going to be diving into this entire film and the reason why Jennifer made it. But first, I'm going to share a clip with you from her film. And we're going to thank our sponsor, Cardio Miracle, for sponsoring this edition of Face the Facts. This episode of Face the Facts is brought to you today by Cardio Miracle Supplement. It's an antioxidant formula that boosts your energy, helps your recovery, supports immunity, and improves mental clarity. Head over to CardioMiracle.com and use my promo code for extra savings at the checkout. And now I want to play a short clip from the anecdotal documentary film by Jennifer Sharp, which is a compassionate exploration of the nuanced vaccine debate. While the vaccine debate grows more divided, those with adverse reactions get stuck in the middle. This is a film that you can share with everyone and we encourage you to do so. Have a listen. I'm not anti-anything. I don't want what I'm experiencing to have some sort of political bend. I just want my story out there so I and others like me can get the help that we are entitled to. This is not political. This is a human issue. And many other people are getting sick and no one is willing to step up and help us. And so it's usually someone says like, oh, really? Which one did you have? And I'll say, oh, I got Pfizer. Oh, that's strange. My husband got that one and he's fine. I'm like, yeah. And so did a lot of my family members and they're all totally fine, but some people are not fine. And by the time I got to my car, I noticed that my face was burning and tingling. I can't feel my face. The first time I said those words was 10 months ago. The last time I said those words was two months ago, but I'm one of the lucky ones. I, I went to the emergency room probably 15 times. I was a father. I'm a 16-year-old son. My government lied to me. They said it was safe. The vaccines are safe. I promise you, they are safe and effective. The president promised a safe and effective vaccine in record time, and President Trump delivered. These are safe and effective. Vaccines are safe, effective, and free. I have facial paresthesia and nerve pain for the last five months. Paresthesia is a word that I'd never heard of a year ago. But now, it wakes me up every morning. Severe, painful paresthesias, which are burning, tingling. The people who are not getting vaccines, who are believing the lies on the internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind. One word describes how I felt in the first few months after my diagnosis. Abandoned. <laughs> <clears throat> I did what I was asked, got harmed, and there's no program in place for me. I was fighting doctors trying to get them to listen to what was happening to her because nobody else was researching. I have reported my symptoms to VSAFE, VAERS, CDC, FDA, 
Pfizer. They say we have a small percentage, but how do they truly know what the percentage is when they won't even acknowledge that we exist? So she will not acknowledge it. If I talk about it, she changes the subject. They don't understand like, yes, I look fine on the outside, but not in the inside, not what I'm feeling, not the vibrations, the muscle twitching, the fatigue. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say it's mandatory to get vaccinated? After six weeks of neurological reactions from the vaccine, I began to share my experience with people. I was shamed. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. I was told that I was ethically and morally irresponsible because sharing my story could sway people away from getting vaccinated. Let me be clear, I am pro-vaccine. We are pro-vaccine and pro-science. And I have always vaccinated my kids. I've always been vaccinated myself. As a health professional, I understand the danger of creating vaccine hesitancy. Vaccines have saved countless lives, but you cannot erase people who are harmed. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Wow, you have an incredible story. I'd love for you to share a little bit about why you decided to make the anecdotal film. Uh, you yourself were not an anti-vaxxer. You did get the, the vaccine. And it was through your experience through that that you felt like, I have to tell this story that's being ignored by all of media and many doctors and the yeah. government as well. Yeah, exactly. I So I got my shot in March of 2020, right? 22, 21, when the shots came out early. I had an adverse reaction. I'll talk a little bit about that. But the biggest thing was my reaction put me in a support group. And in the support group, I'm hearing about other people who've had similar reactions and where people aren't listening. And, or, and my reaction in the end was not nearly as bad as a lot of people. So um, I'm thankful for that, but I still have stuff going on now and it's been almost two years, but the stuff that goes on is, I guess, mild. Uh, it's still mm -hmm. weird, but um, anyway, I just got, I realized I'd talk to people and they'd be like, there's no such thing as adverse reactions to the COVID shot. Like people would actually say that. I've never heard of anybody with an adverse reaction. And I'm like, I know thousands of people in my support group and they're miserable and they're not getting help and the government's not acknowledging them. And so, of course, you don't know. And as soon as we post about our reactions, it's taken off of social media. So yeah. when I started seeing that, that was my, I was like, somebody has to tell this story. And I think I'm the one to do it. I'm it's a really brave thing that you did because it's not the popular thing to do. And no. You know, I love I love the fact that you're willing enough to talk about the fact that, you know, you did buy in, you bought in and you got the shot, you bought into the the propaganda, right, whatever you want to call it, the, the push from the media. Did you always just kind of trust, um, you know, I, doctors and stuff like that? Or what, what was your stance prior to getting the shot? So I knew that doctors didn't know a lot sometimes or, you know, I mean, I was like, but yeah, I did. I, tr I did trust in general that like the CDC, the FDA, I knew there's corruption. I don't trust, you know, I know there's corruption. I don't trust pharmaceutical companies, but I also feel like there's some good and there's some good in the stuff too. And that there's corruption, but overall they wouldn't do something they knew was horrible. Like pharmaceutical mm -hmm. companies might, but like the FDA, the government agencies would not lie and do things that were horrible like i i agreed when i got the shot that i didn't know like i actually wasn't sure and i had read both sides and i was like hmm, i actually don't know about this shot but mm -hmm. it was happening and it was like well it seems to be our only chance so i'm gonna go for it mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got it, I was like, I hope nothing happens. That was my state of mind. Like, I hope I'm willing to take the chance. I hope nothing happens. Um, but you didn't, you didn't get it under persuasion for fear of losing a job. You got it because you were trying to just help humanity. Yeah. I work with mm-hmm. kids. I work at the YMCA. And so we were early rollout and it was like, well, if you work with children and if you're working education, then you, you know, you got to get the shot early. My, my, my company wasn't like saying you, everybody has to get the shots, but I got an email saying it's your time to get the shot. Here's where you go. And so it was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess it's my time to get the shot. Like I wouldn't have done it if they hadn't sent it. So, but it wasn't really coercion. I was like, okay. And then I really started looking and I was a little nervous about it, but I did it. Um, Mm -hmm. not thinking I, you know, I knew it could be weird. The one thing I thought is that if something happened, we would be covered. Like if there was an adverse reaction, somebody would help us. Like, that's what I thought. So I wasn't like, it's going to be great. There's going to be no, you know, reactions. It's that, okay, Mm -hmm. things could go wrong, but we're in this together. And that's where I was totally duped and wrong. Right. Because something does go wrong. You're not in it together. Nobody helps you. You're not allowed to talk about it. The doctors don't know. You go to the doctor. It's not the vaccine. It's not the vaccine. No one will mention the vaccine. They don't want you to say anything bad about the vaccine. That was right. You know, Jennifer, I've sadly talked to hundreds of vaccine injured people um, over the last year and a half. And they say the same thing that, and this is one of the amazing points in your film that brought out real life stories from people who um, were, had terrible adverse reactions to the shot. And when they went to the doctors asking for help and going through all the testing, they, in many cases, the doctors were trying to convince the patients that maybe they have some mental health issues. That to me was the scariest thing to try to make somebody feel like they might be crazy for experiencing the things that they were experiencing um, and trying to get them committed into a mental hospital. I mean, this to me is just so egregious. And I don't understand, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't understand how when people have all of these neurological issues, how they can go through all of this testings and the tests come back normal. And they tell people there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. And that's the weird thing. And they need to study it. It's like, I don't know. I don't understand, you know? So, or mm-hmm. I am like, I'm two years after my shot and the last two nights I've had a big flare up that I haven't had for a really long time. And I think it's maybe releasing the movie and all the stress I'm under, like with this movie yeah. rollout, like, a, but I like, I go to bed and like last night I got in bed and my whole left side of my body, my arm and my leg pins and needles to the point where I'd have to like sometimes just kind of try to brush away the feeling. And I'm like, I haven't had it that bad for a while. And it's like, I don't know. And I know you get, you go to the doctor and everything's fine. And like neurological stuff is really hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really scary. It's, and and they're not studying it as the thing and they're not helping us. And there's people who've lost their houses. There's people who I interviewed who are homeless because they couldn't work anymore and they were already on the edge. Now they don't have a job. I interviewed somebody who was staying in a trailer in her friend's yard and she owned a house before it started. She owned an apartment. Like, and, th- and this is the heartbreaking thing because so many people said, okay, I listen, I might not want to get this, but I can't lose my job. So they got it. And then they end up losing their job anyways, because they're not well enough to work. Yeah. Um, in your film, Anecdotal, uh, you had lots of really great clips from the 12 hours of Senate testimony from world-renowned doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Pierre Corey, uh, Mary Bowden, so many others. What stood out to you um, as you selected those sound bites for your film? What stood out to you the most that these doctors 
came forward and were bravely testifying in some cases, I mean, brought me to tears that they were so saddened by what had happened over COVID and how they were prevented from being able to even prescribe early treatments for people. Yeah. And I would, they were, because they were so smart. Like these doctors knew what they were talking about. They weren't coming out of the woodwork with like some crazy conspiracies. They were like, I've been seeing this in my practice. They were also like, I've been prescribing vitamin C. Like there are things I'm doing that seem to be helping. And suddenly I'm told I will be fired if I do it. Like, you know, Dr. Merrick talks about, and I didn't put this in the documentary because I didn't want to go too far into like what's wrong, what's right. I didn't want to bring up like the key things. I want to bring up ivermectin. I didn't want to, like, I'm not trying to promote or not promote anything. My point is just that doctors have been treating patients and they weren't allowed to treat patients. And he brought up that even his hospital was like, put a mandate that you're not even allowed to give COVID patients vitamin C. Like, right. Removing privileges from someone and even attacking them to the point of trying to remove them uh, from, you know, from their their board, their board, medical board. Um, so we've lived through all of this. We have the 12 hours of Senate testimony. We have countless doctors that have been speaking out when it's not the popular thing to do, when it costs them something to speak out. Uh, Jennifer, what do you feel like in 2023, we are going to see some sort of justice? Because I'll tell you, watching all of this, seeing all of it, watching your movie again, it brings up so much more emotion of everything that we lived through for the last two years and how people were completely gaslighted by the CDC and the FDA. Um, Do you have any hope that we're going to see some sort of justice from these Senate hearings? Um, I do. And I'll, I'll tell you the reason I do now. So with this movie and not just this movie, but I feel like we're at a place right now where people are ready. And I think the hope is that we have to come together. Like we can't just stay in our echo chamber of the people who already never wanted to take the vaccine and want to call people idiots who took the vaccine. Like, oh, they were stupid for taking the vaccine. And like, we don't, that doesn't help. That's not going to help anything. The, right. What we need to do is open the eyes of the people who actually didn't know what was going on. And that's what I'm doing with this movie is I'm trying to help open the eyes of people who genuinely didn't know because they were gaslit because they were censored. And then just to wrap it up with that YouTube, we put the movie, I put the movie on YouTube. YouTube took it down a day and a half later. We knew they would. I went through all the appeals. I got a lawyer. They they turned down my appeal. I was like, and they would never tell me why. They said medical misinformation. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you please explain? I was like, I spent $10,000 and three months with a lawyer to go through every fact in this movie. You can go to the website and every article, there's a link to it. Every study that's mentioned is there. So I'm like, you can't tell me this is medical misinformation. They wouldn't tell me anything. And I'm like, this is the frustration. This is why people don't know. Then... People have been tweeting about it, like the crazy censorship. This is a movie you cannot censor. Like it's not misinformation. It's true stories. It's fact checked. So people have been tweeting crazy and tweeting and tagging YouTube. And then Senator Johnson did a a, a tag and and, um, tagged YouTube about censorship. And that afternoon, YouTube sent me a letter saying it was a mistake. They apologized and they put the movie back up. Amazing. Amazing. Things can happen. So now that it's on YouTube, it's a little more accessible to the people who actually need to see it, the people who don't know. So I'm like telling everybody, keep sharing it on YouTube so it keeps coming up on people's feeds. This is how we make a change. I feel like we've already started to make a change and it's everybody refusing to be quiet at this point. I think the Twitter files have helped so much as well. 
right? I mean, this this was like the early Christmas present that came yeah. just a few weeks ago, uh, more and more being revealed of what was suppressed. And um, I, I'm praying that all of this continues to come to light. More and more of the doctors that were in the Senate hearings had been kicked off of Twitter, their accounts now restored. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to start to see a, a huge yeah. shift. And, and really, this is like my heart as a journalist, I don't want to tell anybody how to think. I want to give them both sides of the information and let them make an educated decision for themselves with no judgment. If you decide to go do this after, but at least it's my job as a journalist to present the information so people can make an educated decision. And I think that that was the hardest part of living through the last two years, because we learned as soon as 2020 hit, that if you did not agree with the narrative that the media was putting out or what uh, Fauci was putting out from the White House, uh, then somehow you were an idiot. You were not smart. You yeah. didn't have critical thinking skills. And we were demonized for just saying, well, wait a second. We just yeah. want to take a minute to look into this. Yeah, um, exactly. That's real. That's the really hard thing. And I think it goes on both sides. So it was like, there. so what I found as I released the movie, so people were like, oh yeah, people who don't get vaccinated are idiots and they deserve to be cast out and they deserve to lose their jobs and all that horrible, horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. That was not cool. Um, now that I've made this movie though, and now that we're getting vindicated or people, not even we, people who were in this way longer than me, who never got the shot and, you know, we're like, I'm right, I'm right. I'm, I just want to caution people not to jump on the vindication of like, I'm right. They're morons. Like Mm -hmm. just, it's like open up as Twitter's opening, as it seems like people are willing to put their feet in the water and understand, Oh, I didn't realize there are these reactions. I didn't realize that Fauci actually lies and the CDC actually lies. Like they really, you know, they didn't know it. Give people some slack for not knowing and be like, okay, now let's come together and talk. Now that you're open, hey, thank you for coming over. Let's talk. Let's not call each other's names. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more because I think that that's only going to bring more division. And what we need right now is unity yeah. and um, and we need truth, right? And you can't make an ed- educated decision if you don't have the full truth yeah. of, of a topic. So um Jennifer, tell us where, where everyone can watch this film. It is incredible. I mean, Every single person should be sharing this out to 10 of their friends and family members. It's not a divisive film. It's it's one that is going to literally open the eyes of those who have um, have been unsure right. about, about what's going on or maybe not trusted um, things they've heard from, you know, people in their lives who they would deem to be, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists or, or things like that. Um, so, yeah, tell us about where we can find your work. Okay. Yeah. So, and definitely share it. Like I made it for the people who need to see this and that's the people who don't know what's going on. So if you have any vaccine advocates in your life, um, those are my two terms. I'm like vaccine advocate or vaccine skeptic. So I don't go into the anti-vax political calling people names, but if you have vaccine advocates in your life that like are not listening to you, this is the movie to share with them. Like this Mm -hmm. is, I made it for them. Like it's gentle. It's like, Hey, it's okay. But like, let's ask some questions. So share Mm -hmm. it with people in your life, um, especially who are a little skeptical, but share it with everybody. It is on um, the website, which is www.anecdotalsmovie.com. So it's on the website. And we have that linked below for those that are uh, listening on podcast platform and also on Rumble and Real America's Voice. It's it's listed right there. You can just click on it very easily to get to the film. Yeah. And, and YouTube and Odyssey. It's like it's findable. It's free. 
we made it free with no ads, like not trying, you know, not trying to make money off of it. Just knowing the most important thing is to have people see it. So yeah, please, please see it. And uh, Jennifer, not only do you do documentaries, you also are a filmmaker that uh, has produced lots of other genres. Tell everybody about your latest comedy. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so for all of us who are so dark and deep into this issue, if you want a comedy, a good comedy, I actually just did a feature film comedy that was just released on Amazon. So it's on Amazon Prime free if you have it or rent it if you don't have Prime. But um, it's a very quirky, cerebral comedy about a filmmaker. It's kind of a little look into the film industry and like a, a black woman traveling in Mexico trying to make this movie about Mexicans and she keeps getting shot down. It's kind of my journey as a filmmaker, but it's funny and it lightly makes fun of the system and Hollywood. And it's called Una Great Movie which is like a great movie, but Una great movie. And it's on Amazon. And it's so it's a good comedy. If you like a smart comedy, a cerebral comedy, it's it's me. It's my voice. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I'm excited to, to watch it. Um, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. So on social media for the movie, Anecdotals Movie is the tag everywhere on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, anecdotals movie on rumble anecdotals movie official because there's like 10 versions of the movie up there now at this point by all kinds of people but um yeah but social media anecdotals movie um jennifer sharp films is my personal like filmmaking youtube site or you know you can see the trailer to my movie and decide if you want to see it and yeah i'm around i'm around <laughs> <laughs> jennifer thank you so much uh i'm going to leave you with the last uh, last words of whatever you'd like to say to the public regarding the anecdotal movie. And, um, and, you know, I think the most heartbreaking thing of all of this is that you are representing thousands of people who have been ignored from their vaccine injuries. Do you have anything to say to them? Yeah, I've, I'm thankful for, I've been getting an outpouring of love from people who are vaccine injured and I'm really surprised, but I have been getting emails every day where people are like, thank you for making my voice heard. I feel like I've been heard for the first time since this started. So it's so this movie is a very much a truth of many people. And so what I want to leave you with is just, there's a lot of people that are really, really suffering now. We have suicides that keep happening. People are killing themselves. It's really hard to live with this and they're not getting help. And so while it's all great, you know, we can do the movie and we can talk about politics. The, the main thing is that there are people right now who really need help. And one of the only ways to get help or one way to get help or we can try is if we all like share this movie, make it more known. I am trying to get on like some left wing news stations, right, to cover this. So that because I, I just think it's a matter of people not knowing. And right now I can't get on those stations, right? They're not going to touch this. And even though I'm a left wing leaning person, you know, mm -hmm. um, but they don't want to touch this. So I just feel like the more people share it, the more people talk about it, the more the word gets out. And then that person who's even doubting you, who maybe watches half the movie, and then it's like, ah, eh, but that's rare. You know, that person who still can't, but once their neighbor has a heart attack or once their niece gets some neurological damage, their mind will be open because you already started the discussion. And so it's a matter of getting it out there, getting more of a familiarity. And that's how we're going to change things. Jennifer, thank you so much for your boldness, uh, your courage to speak the truth and uh, wish you lots of continued success in your filmmaking journey. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. God bless. Thanks.
Thanks so much for joining us on Face the Facts today. Don't forget to head over to anecdotalsmovie.com. The link is in the description of this podcast and on the Rumble platform. We're so glad you joined us today. Thanks again for listening on podcast platforms, watching on Real America's Voice, and on my Rumble channel. God bless. Mm -hmm.